Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hashtag Wine Lads, episode six. I, as always, am Boomer. And I am Thelonious Talmage. But my friends call me Cal, and you can too. We're here to talk to you about... You guessed it. It is wine. Natch. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Cal, would you like to introduce our special guest today? I would love to. Uh, so, yeah, I think with the last couple of episodes, we've had, uh, we've had special guests. Um, we've had Mr. Gasbrookfield, and we've had Mr. Bob Baker. And uh, I think, the, you know, we're enjoying having people on. Uh, they're enjoying being on, unless they're lying to us, which I don't think they are. Um, so we're continuing <laughs> with that trend. <laughs> we're continuing with that trend, and we have yet another special guest. Now, this is a friend of the podcast, a personal friend to uh, myself and Boomer. Um, this is Daryl Sharp. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> Hi, Daryl. Hello, Boomer, who I assume is a Jedi. Well, I, I already forgot the name I introduced myself as, but yes, yes, we go with Jedi. All right. No idea what you said, actually. <laughs> um, welcome, Daryl. Thank you very much for taking the time out uh, to join Thank us. Thank you for having me. We're very happy to have you here, uh, and we're very excited for you to be, be part of the, the Wine Lads crew. Am I the first lady wine lad? You are the first. You are. you are the first lady wine lad. Would Bob call me a wine lush? <laughs> um, uh, maybe. Maybe. Well done for remembering your own show. <laughs> no, I remember, but I just don't. I, I, I don't want to I agree with might, him if that's the thing. <laughs> I think I might have been the one who instigated the wine lush. So, because I was no. drinking, I was drinking rosé. So. You were drinking rosé. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, no. Welcome, Daryl. Uh, it's really, really good to have you here. Hope you've got your wine ready. Um, we're just gonna, I mean, you've seen the show before. We're just gonna shoot the shit. No, we're just gonna chat and, uh, and then we're gonna talk about a little bit about the stuff that you do, because I know you do a lot of interesting stuff. Um, and it's a, a chance for you to tell everyone about that and then you get to plug yourself at the end as well. Hooray! Um, <laughs> I realised how that sounded after I said yeah. it. <laughs> um, I was trying to behave and not say anything. <laughs> like that. Okay, cool. So, um, yes, shall we all reveal our wines? Indeed. Yes. So, uh, ladies first. I've got, I've, Cal, can you guess what wine I've brought? Is this the one that we discussed previously? Where did, is it? Is that your guess? Is it Jam Jar? No, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, jam shed, jam shed. Jam shed. This the... is the only red wine that I like. I was only introduced to it a few months ago at a friend's house, and I think I had run out of booze. And they said, "Would you like some wine?" And I said, "Oh, is it red?" Because I don't like red. And they went, mm -mm. "Try the jam shed." And I tried the jam shed, and it's the best thing ever is however eight pounds a bottle at the co-op so this is a real treat today oh there we go see i looked for after you told me about jam shed i did look for it online i could only find it i mean i went i didn't look that far i went on amazon i could only find cases of it and it was really expensive to get like a whole case of them uh so 
I, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought it on. I'm pretty sure they do it in Waitrose. Morrison's apparently it's quite often on offer, but oh. I don't live near one of those. Uh, well, so I do. So I know that wine actually because um, I've had it a few times before. My dad, when I went to visit him one point, just basically said, like, "Oh, I've got sir, some bottles of wine for you. Do you want them?" So I then like gave them to me. It was two bottles of Jam Shed. He goes, me and, me and your brother don't like them. Do you want them? So they, they absolutely hate it. So he sent no! it to me. Because I'm, I'm also, sorry, though, I'm not a big fan of it. It's too sweet. <laughs> That's why I like it. Uh, oh, okay. He, my dad then later sent me a text, like, apologising for giving me jam shit. <laughs> I think it's the best red wine I've ever drunk. <laughs> oh, the next time I went around there, he gave me a different bottle of wine to apologise for giving me jam shit. <laughs> we're not friends <laughs> no we are friends no differences are good i should become friends with your dad and then every time he gets jam shed you can give it to me there you I go he's never buying that again. <laughs> i don't i don't dislike it as much as he does it's just a bit too sweet for me no that's why i like it that's why i'm, I'm excited cow very what good okay uh i'm gonna take this off because i'm really warm i just wanted to do it for the intro uh, 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 and I'm wearing another Gaz Brookfield t-shirt. Say, <laughs> <Gaz> Brookfield shirt. <laughs> um, so I actually bought this uh, a couple of weeks ago, but then I think last time I, I did the white because I wanted to, you know, do do a different move away from red a bit. I've gone straight back to red because that was a mm. that wasn't a good that was bad times. Um, so I have a Trevento from Argentina. It's a Malbec. It's private reserve. Ooh. And it's a very, I, I put this against all the other private. wine bottles. Well, apparently not, yeah. <laughs> um, I put this uh, against all my other wine bottles and it's slightly taller, which means more booze, which it doesn't mean that because it's thinner, <laughs> but also at the bottom, it says Mendoza, which just makes me think of the Simpsons. So already it's a winner in my book. Nice, nice. I have gone for a Rosario Syrah. Ooh. So, let's have a good, good old fucking eyeball of that one there. I thought so, it was an enchilada at the bottom. <laughs> so, yeah, a syrup. Because I, I went to Lidl and had a wine chart on my phone because I like like darker, deeper, bolder reds. So, I had this like chart. I'll put it up in the pictures down below. And um, it'll ha it has like a whole scale of all the different types of wine and like a color chart, like lighter red to like darker and darker and darker. So I just wanted like ones in the bottom end of it. And I'd never had a syrup before. Didn't even actually know what it was. So I looked it up earlier on. So it's towards the bottom end of the scale. And it turns out a syrup is a Shiraz. It's the same thing. Oh. What is a Shiraz, please? Shiraz is another type of wine. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's more or rather, it's the type of grapes that they are made yeah. of. So they're, um, they're French originally. This is all from a YouTube video I watched earlier on. A French man did it, so you know I'm going to take his He's word right. for it. He's right. He's yeah. right. So they then, like, from like the 1800s, they had these uh, Shiraz grapes, and then they started to like export them to Australia. So then in Australia, the guy it was I think a Scottish dude who took them there, and then this is what I'm vaguely remembering. It was it was Cal. <laughs> In the 1800s. It would be, except Cal's yeah. not Scottish. This is, oh, we're oh, going to get into this later. Oh. Oh. Um, yeah, so he took them there. Uh, apparently he would constantly mislabel uh, the barrels. 
No, I can't spell, like that. And would spell it wrong constantly. <laughs> so then that combined with an Australian accent over the years has basically diluted the word Syrah to Shiraz. Ah, and so basically like so if you find a sh bottle of shiraz it's likely it's from australia or that area of the world but if you have a bottle of syrah it's likely from europe huh. there That's we go yeah. that. i'm also going to yeah. turn that light off one sec <laughs> i don't actually i don't know what this is a shiraz as well ah there you go there you go yeah so i'm getting a lot of shine off my head today <laughs> yeah i had my curtains open Look at this! <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we do a do a pour? Have a little taste of wine, or Absolutely. go through the steps. Daryl, you get to go through the steps with us as well. Please walk me through. Yes. Okay. So we want to have a nice on-screen pour. Oh, hang on, I've got I've got a cork again today. After oh, the after the fucking disaster was the last <laughs> time I had a cork. I've actually bought myself a proper a proper corkscrew which looks like the dude from return to oz <laughs> love him <laughs> he calls oh i can't remember don't tell me oh, it's something it creepy great wine glass by the way daryl i remember those oh, wine thank glasses you too, girl. You too. <laughs> has he got like a military name is he like a commander or a colonel or a major or something he, yeah because he yes because he's got like the old World War One tin hat on, hasn't he? Yeah. But all I can think of is Cogsworth, and that's definitely Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh, baby. I've been looking forward to this all day. Mm, when I say all day, yes. I mean all week. Yeah, yeah. Busy week. Another busy week. Yeah. I was good. You sent me the, the YouTube video of the uh, the wine tasting. Yes, from uh, sideways. Scene. I started watching it, but then I had a, a work call, so I had to do that. And then I had a lot of work stuff to do, and I never got around to doing it. Oh, so yeah, every week I message, I mention the, the, the tasting steps because I learned them from watching Sideways. And uh, then every week I forget what the point of it is and what I'm actually supposed to be remembering, so I never look it up again. And I finally <laughs> did this morning. And so talk us through. Talk so, me through. Uh, the first thing you would do is to look at the wine. So you look at it, you tilt it, let the light sort of go through it. And what you're looking for here is, especially like, you know, how sort of thick it is, the colour as it goes around, so you can see if it's like slightly thin around the edges when you tilt it, which will help indicate the age of the grape. Yeah, yes. Well, it's, its thickness is uh, watery, as expected. Its colour is uh, red, as expected. That's all I got. Nice. nice. Mine's like super right? dark. Yeah, no, that. Yeah. Like, this is the most wine knowledge I've ever given on the podcast. <laughs> you say them. I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, after that, it does, uh, it does that thing a little bit that you don't get on cheap pink, which is what I usually drink, where it sticks to the side of the glass and drips down. What does that ah. mean? I think, again, that might be, there is a, again, he didn't explain everything as to why these things happen. It's just what you're looking for. So I guess my next mission is to find out what the fuck any of this actually means. Which one is good? <laughs> uh, I guess all the grapes would be better, I'd assume. Or like, I did read one thing once where a guy said like, you don't, he doesn't, rule of thumb for him is like he doesn't drink wine that's like under three years old. So I don't know how old this is. Mine was from 2018. Oh, 
I mean, mine was probably done last week. Like, I don't know. It's not a date on it. Is it? No, no. I'm kind of jumping ahead of you guys, but is it swirling next? I, I always forget. Yeah. So next, you give a swirl. Actually, no, two, he did it in sideways. So he did, he did it in two steps in sideways. So he had a sniff first. Oh, and then he goes all the way in. Yep, knows all the way in. Don't be shy. Are you gonna do gonna do your line of wine? I'm gonna oh, try yeah. not to today. Although, <laughs> <laughs> well, is that what we're calling this step? The line of wine. The line of wine. Do a line of wine. Uh, and then if you give it another swirl, so that this oxidizes. And the air, the wine. yeah, yeah, aerates it. And well, that's what carafes are for, isn't it? What we should have done is open these about an hour ago. Yes, but we don't. Yeah. Then you miss the pouring on on the screen, and that's really what everyone wants. Yeah, I was at work an hour ago, as so you know. I usually I was eating, yeah, I was eating usually, a very quick dinner an hour ago, <laughs> except for our social things where it's acceptable. Anyway, so yeah, once you once you swelled it around a bit, give it another smell and just see what you can smell. Same that again. Is, that is sharp. Wine. Mm. Mine is quite spicy smelling. Yeah, I'm getting a bit of... It's, it's, it's getting right to the back of my old nose there. It's uh, very sharp. I've got a feeling this is going to be quite dry. Well, I feel like I've cheated because I know what it tastes like, although I haven't drunk it for several weeks. But to me, it all just smells very much the same. I'm quite pleased it doesn't smell like vinegar, and that is it. There you go. I'm getting, I think I'm getting some uh, black currant in mine, I think. There's probably berries in mine. I'm going to assume grapes. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna guess blackcurrant. I would almost said cherry, but I'm gonna guess blackcurrant here. I don't think I've got tasting notes on mine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bloody swirl it around a bit more. I'm gonna try and do this properly. I'm gonna try and do what I used to do with my dad and guess what's in it and see how many things I can get right. Uh, no take no tasting notes on mine. Yours, I believe, Daryl is jam. Is it cherry? Yeah. <laughs> Jam, jam, more jam. What does it say? Oh, maybe Syrup and berries and <laughs> I can't it's, oh, a, yeah, it's, it's a bit good. spicy. I'm not I'm not detecting any like deep chocolatey notes or anything. I'm gonna look at the back of the bottle and see what it says. Okay, no, I was I was wrong. I was wrong. I think I I think I I was gonna say cherry, and my first instinct should have been right. It's cherries and raspberries, which I thought might be strawberry. Um, because it was quite sweet smelling, but uh, that's it. It's apparently this is just made of cherries and raspberries, nothing else. Uh, I hate when mine doesn't have. Else? I hate when mine doesn't have tasting notes in it because my palate is so fucking shit that I can't really taste anything other than like wine. <laughs> I can do sharp, dry, and spicy and bold, and that's about it. I have a really limited <laughs> vocabulary when it comes to wine. Uh, boozy's another one a wine podcast yeah well our selling point is that we don't know what we're talking about although i might yeah. be ruining it i don't know i'm having to do this now because otherwise people are gonna think i actually know what i'm talking about because i said something about where grapes come from and that stuff and mislabeling barrels and all that exactly. very clever stuff and uh I, I mean i listed it on spotify as a comedy podcast that's right we're on spotify now you're drinking. Can we drink it now? Oh, I yeah, haven't drunk any. We can drink now. We can drink now. Sorry, I'm kind of just like barreling ahead. Ooh. Oh, it's so good. That has got a very significant aftertaste. Very um. In a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's, oh, it's nice. It's 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 quite. 
bitter, but not too bitter, but it really, it really lingers on your tongue. Mm. But it's also quite light at the same time. It's, it's almost like a refreshed, no, light's wrong way. It's like refreshing, but it's kind of heavy at the same time. Like some sort of weird stout. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. That makes sense, actually. You look Thank confused, you. Daryl. I don't think you agree. <laughs> I just think I just think Cal just threw a lot of words at us until we went, yeah. That's whining. That's, that's whining. Yeah, that's how that's how you whine. <laughs> that's whining. That's whining. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. how I believe whining is done. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that that's probably a real term. I'm I sure think it is. So. Like antique. So. And if not, exactly. shortly it will be. Yeah, there you go. If it's if it's too confusing for people and it sounds like you know if you were to whine about something, let's call it vining. Vining. <laughs> no, uh, that's also know. a thing. That's also awesome, yeah. <laughs> Okay. If we'll you just can do... say what your wine tastes of in six seconds or less, that's vining. <laughs> okay, we're still in whining. Yeah, let's go for this wine. Let's not overcomplicate matters. Cool. All right. So we've all opened our wines we've done the, the swirling and the smelling and the tasting and now we're drinking uh daryl i'm going to pass it over to you um you are a jack of many trades uh, I am. you do quite a, a a number of things in your spare time including oh, i don't know if it can count as spare time because it's, technically it's it's a job it's you work at the um the blue moon in cambridge which is a pub we've mentioned before I do. That is you, that is a job I have. Yeah, that is a job. Uh, you yeah. also run uh, or you co-run Silverwood Pro Promotions, which is uh, a promotions uh, company group. Music promotions in Cambridge. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then you put on gigs and things like that, and um, you also do uh, poetry as well. So we really just want to hear a little bit about that from yourselves and. What's what you're what you're doing? What you've been doing recently? What you've done in the past? A bit of everything, really. Mm. Yeah. So I would definitely, definitely consider myself a jack of all trades, master of very, very few. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that doesn't stop me. No. So I was. I think I don't know. I don't know how many minutes into this video people have to get before they can gather. I was a drama student. <laughs> um, when we finished, uh, when I finished, and uh, my classmates at the time finished uni, we all felt this, which was years and years and years ago now. But we all felt this massive drama-shaped hole, and it was awful, and we all got very very sad. Um, so we came together, and that's how. Um, that's how Desperate Fleas started, was um, a few of us and one of our old lecturers got together in the basement of CB2 uh, in Cambridge and just went, oh, isn't it sad that we're not making things anymore? Shall we just make things together still? And then we did that maybe three times and it was quite good. Um, and then everyone, everyone kind of remembered that they had to have a real life and go and get a job and like you can just doss around for the rest of your life. Um, but a few years later, I thought, why can't we just doss around for the rest of our lives? And that's where Desperate Please came back from. Um, and eventually, yeah, it's what I would like to just, I'd like to do that kind of thing and putting on music events. I just want to doss forever. And that is, that's the way, as far as I'm concerned, is just running events and letting people get drunk and do poems and songs and stuff 
Yeah, tell them more about what Desperate Fleas is, because a lot of people won't actually know what that is. That's a very good point. So Desperate Fleas, uh, if I'm being very real with it, it's an open mic where anything goes, you can come and you can perform either poetry or uh, readings. The part of the original idea of it when I brought it back was, love you guys, love you so much. But seeing a lot of boys and guitars, uh, you guys, you got a lot of stage um, and kind of the other is what I was most interested in helping people to be able to portray. So the opportunity for people to go and practice reading their poetry or you know people that are writing a book that want the opportunity to get some feedback on that or people that are just trying to work into um stand-up comedy you know it's it's all fine and good to say go and get some experience on that but actually if you're signing up for for proper comedy nights you've got to have yourself like 15 minutes there and what i wanted to do was be there for the people that have got like less than three minutes worth of stuff and want to know if that's something that they again any good any good at and want to carry on so that's where desperate fleas came from was the idea of having a space with an audience where you could perform whatever you wanted that it wasn't just going to be white men with guitars yeah which is uh um, yeah, me and absolutely. me and uh boomer have both been desperate fleas and it is really it's uh it's the last thursday of every month it is it yeah. is it's the last thursday of every month apart from these ones yeah, yeah. and obviously it, it's not happening at the moment but um me boomer and a lot of people that we know have have been to a number of desperate fleas uh both me and boomer have performed at desperate fleas we are uh as we if you remember from the uh the first episode we are both white males um and uh, i remember that from uh my eyes. <laughs> yes, your eyes. Um, I don't know. I, I, see, I don't know why I said that in the first episode. That was really. You weird. also may um, have heard it with your ears. Yes, and ears. <laughs> um, but no, um, and it is. It's really good. There is. There is a, a number of uh, different acts that, that I've seen come up, and there's a really diverse group of people, and it is really a lot of fun. And I cannot wait until lockdown's over and it starts yeah. up again because so much fun. And I would highly recommend anyone listening to this or watching this or eating this um you should come uh, when it starts up again search on facebook uh and uh, we'll put links Darryl, up in the description yeah daryl you'll get to plug it at the end but it's Thank it is you. really um it's really a fun fun night and yeah. it's it's no, it's I, I really i sort of personally owe a lot to that as well so i really thank you very much for putting it on daryl because like before it all started because i know i mentioned on here before that i like do some solo stuff and whatnot and there was always a little bit of a confidence issue with me doing solo stuff because i've been in bands for forever and i've never it may shock you to know i do have a lot of confidence issues sometimes so despite being the bolshy dickhead i quite often am no 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 the word is very charismatic man sorry apart from being a very <laughs> charismatic man that's not our word at all is it <laughs> and um yeah, so it was, I kind of used Desperate Fleas almost like a sounding board, like, is this something worth doing? Like, is it any good? And then I would like play a song every now and then there, and then kind of start doing it every time you would put one on. And now it's become like a sounding board, like if I've got a new song, I almost always play it at Fleas first. The only that's one I haven't, the only the one I haven't is when I did that um, streaming gig for the Portland the other day, just because the only reason I did it there rather than at Fleas is because there isn't the Fleas on at the moment, so. 
Well, precisely. Well, I, I precisely. save all the new ones and do them at Fleas first. Yeah, rack them up, rack them up. <laughs> and also, you no, had um, you had your EP launch at uh, Fleas Night was. Didn't you, as well, very much. Well. Yeah, exactly. So it, it was. You let me hijack the end of your evening because I'm just too lazy to organise an actual. No, it was it was perfect because that night was um, that night in itself was quite special for the other people that were putting stuff on because the whole the whole idea of that evening was we were working particularly with um, local students from ARU in Cambridge who they were getting their teeth into this idea of running a campaign around students who deep quite soon but like have been through trauma in their life and are that would consider themselves to be survivors and so I realized as soon as I sort of reached out that it was um I think you got in touch with me and then I put the numbers together and I went yeah that can work let's do it but it was a really nice way of rounding off an evening that had absolutely no bearing on it wasn't just an EP launch. Like for me, it was very heartwarming because it was at my event. But also, I think for the people that were there, it was a case of actually, yeah, we can get together when we can remember that we're um, we've been through some stuff. We're survivors. There's one maybe common theme that brings us together, but there's another common theme, and that's we're all in this room watching this man that we maybe don't know playing banjo, and it's fucking great. And that's like it was just I loved it. I thought it was. I was really pleased that we did that. Oh, also, we had a tenuous link where, because that EP, all the proceeds of it go to Norfolk Greyhound Rescue. So they're all yeah. survivors as well. Yeah, I made that work. <laughs> yeah, you shoehorn that one in just like, right, how can we justify this dickhead being here? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. I, I really am passionate about the idea of there is a very easy way to understand where you go when something is finished when it's polished you know at that point you're just actually a touring artist of whatever kind where do you go in between in between mm. your bedroom where you're just playing to yourself and your cat and your telly to actually being on a stage and saying yeah I can do that like who who caters for that in between bit and lets you go out and make all these stupid mistakes and read really regrettable poems in regrettable accents like who does that and that's what I wanted to do and I was really I feel very proud that I get to do that yeah, absolutely yeah, good. and so you yeah. should so yeah I mean Desperate Fleas is just the tip of the iceberg really Daryl I mean you've uh, as we said you, you you're doing a lot of things so um do you want to tell us a little bit more about Silverwilt promotions or oh, wait no sorry I've, I've got a new mic so I'm going to do this and for any ASMR lovers out there, uh, hopefully you'll really enjoy this. Silverwilt Promotions. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was very I feel uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like I'm being like very like me. But That's yeah, what you're no. here for. No one gives a fuck yeah. about us. They've heard us for like five episodes now. They don't give a shit. Nah, got got nothing left to say. Right <laughs> this is a platform for you to yeah all stuff mm, do it. <laughs> yeah no, un unload on us do it silver wilts silver wilts fucking great right you know just then when i said everyone's got that little goal if you then zoomed in on the goal and you went to like step one so like big stuff's over there but like step one playing in a pub that's silver wilt so please don't bring half finished poems but we do put on, uh, not now, obviously, we put on one gig a month-ish 
um, and we put on local performers. So we're based in Cambridge. Uh, we put on local uh, bands and performers and link them up with bands and performers from like around the, the country. And it's a little bit like, shush, it's a secret, but actually this is kind of a networking opportunity. So like on the face of it, yeah, it's just a gig. Um, like come and like get pissed and like, have a dance and watch some like either new music or a band that you already know and love. But underneath it all, it's very much like, oh, okay, now those bands have got each other as contacts now. And we know that out of that, some people have said, oh, can we do a swap with you? Like, we'll come down and play Cambridge. Can you sort that out? We'll have you up and you can come and play Manchester or whatever. And so that's that's what's nice about that. The thing about Silver is really nice is that it wasn't, it wasn't initially my idea. I've like, I've like taken it in as my little baby now. Um, but the whole idea of that is like getting musicians together from Cambridge and all over and doing as best as we can to like pay everyone fairly because it's a bit shit saying, A, does Cambridge have a scene? Is it a good one? I would say yes, yes. But B, how many times in Cambridge and even further afield are musicians going to carry on paying for free to a route like to a half full room? Like that's just not feasible mm. and it's not fair. So yeah run it with um the guys from a band called gold bloom which is also a cambridge based band um and moving forwards there's a few things in the pipeline that i'm working on on my own um and that is going to be one of those things that goes very much under my wing in the coming months and and, and beyond beyond yonder <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah it's good i really love doing them Good, good. Yeah, no, it's um, obviously love the guys from Goldblum as well. Uh, they're a really good, good band, uh, Cambridge-based, and just, just really, really nice guys. Uh, but yeah, no, I've, I've also been to a couple of Silver World shows. Uh, a really uh, eclectic bunch of uh, different musical styles there that I've seen. That's the um, thing I yeah. really like about it as well. Actually, it's just this. I get very bored of going to gigs. If you go to a gig and all three bands are the same thing, then I don't yeah. really want to see that. It's because yeah. I've seen it once, and then by the time like the headliners or everyone got like the main act, what are you saying for on, at that point? Yeah, you've, I've seen this twice now. I'm now not excited anymore. Yeah, like yeah, follow, and follow convert, a trend if you can, if you want, but like yes, and that's yeah. what we do. I think is conversely, I've been to so many gigs where the first band, the middle band the final band are all so far away from each other that you think, what well, the fuck did I just pay eight pounds for? Like, this is, I'm not enjoying myself. This is, you've just thrown them together out of your mates. And we, we, I'm quite proud of the fact that we don't do that. We don't either just get three of the same bands. We also don't just go, who do we know who's free and scramble to it. We just go like, okay, there's one that we like. We know they're free. Who will go with them? Who will compliment it? Who will make the night go? and make you feel as though you've arrived at a gig, you're halfway through it, and then you're ready to leave. And that's really important to all of us running the Silver shows. Yeah. yeah. I think cool that really comes a, across as well. Yeah. It is cool when a lineup is like set up almost like, again, like a song, album, or story, or anything like that, where you actually see it as an entire piece. I don't know if anyone else thinks about lineups this way, but I, I do. And I absolutely love it when you have sort of like, you know, so you may, you may not, you either have like a gradual sort of like build going up or like you can yeah. either have like a big hit at the start, then you're like tail it off a little bit and then like yeah. end up coming back up at the end. And it's something I don't think a lot of promoters think about actually when they do book bands. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I remember, is, yeah. so 
one show last year, I had this, I, so I think exactly the same way, Boomer, like I really think about how the whole evening would go because number one, like people might want to go home. We don't want that. I want people staying. I want people to like see everything that they came for and also get their money's worth and also pay us a good amount so we can give it to the bands. I think that's really important. So last year, uh, about midway through the year, I had this, in my head, it was like the best lineup I'd ever thought of. It was only three bands, but they were going to sound so complimentary. It was going to be this whole pop punk thing. I was so excited. It was like pop punk, but also like clever. It was going to be a bit Jamie T. A little, oh, I was really excited. And because I thought of it well in advance, I thought, there's no possible way this can go wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Messaged these bands. Felt really good about everything. Thought, yeah, this is the most curated night I've ever gonna put on. I'm gonna be so proud. Got there, one band drops out, another band drops out, one band says they can't do it. You have to rebuild the whole thing. And by the end of it, you're like clinging onto the shreds of your night, going like, this is still what I wanted, I think. Like, yeah. So it's not without its difficulties, definitely. Yeah. But it is, it is a great deal of fun and yeah, really rewarding. Awesome. Cool. So, so Daryl, on, on the final point for you, we won't make you talk about yourself much longer. Um, yeah, please. But uh, it's, I mean, it's all good stuff. It's all gold, to be honest. Um, you also work at a, uh, a favourite pub of many in Cambridge, the yes, Blue Moon, previously known as the Man on the Moon, uh, which actually, sorry, before you talk about it, I heard an interesting story. I was, I was actually... Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who I who I work with, uh, a colleague, friend, friend, colleague. Uh, shout out to John Wolf. A uh, frolic. A frolic, yes. And um, he, uh, I mentioned uh, the Blue Moon to him, and he, in its transition between Man on the Moon and the Blue Moon, he was one of the ones who like painted and did the interior and stuff. No way. There you go. Was he one of the people that squatted there? No, no. He, no, I, uh, I no, didn't no, no. know that people squatted there in between because mm. apparently it was abandoned. It was closed down, but it was, yeah. it was only it was like officially abandoned. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I, obviously, I don't want to, you know, say stuff that isn't true. Like, that. I, I, don't I heard know, it was but... a crack den. Because <laughs> I used I to know it, was it, wasn't a crack, it wasn't a crack den. Alleg no, alleg when it was, um, allegedly a crackdown. <laughs> Back when it was Man on the Moon, I used to um, know the guy, I, I lightly knew the guy, I knew people who knew him better than I did, uh, who, who ran Man on the Moon. And um, yeah, that was, that was it. I, that was the first time I ever heard about it. Shows how much attention I paid, to be honest. But, um, but yeah, no, when, when it was in, once they got all the, the, the squatters out and they did all the, the remodeling stuff, he was one of the guys who, who did it. So, oh. and, and he's also been listening to some wine lads. So link, links all over the place. Oh, oh, anyway, Daryl, sorry, apologies. Continue the bloom. I haven't begun. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. Um, yeah. The, don't know really what you would like me to say. I frequent behind the bar, I frequent in front of the bar. Um, and it's where you should all go when lockdown <laughs> is done. How, um, how is it faring during lockdown? Um, obviously you, you won't be working there currently because it's, it'll be closed down. Um, yeah, it's a funny one during lockdown because um, obviously all of, our, all of the staff have been um, furloughed, but 
what they're trying to do as well as the pubs that are owned by the same person as well by as, as a lot of pubs across um, Cambridge and the rest of the country they are trying to make takeaway work mm. I think they're yep. doing very well um, like in comparison I mean that was me like complimenting them not saying that they're like filthy riff the pizzas um, look good yeah I mean the so pizzas are good in there if, yeah if you order a pizza from Tuck um yeah you get a personalized little box hand drawn by Sophie who is the manager who is hand making all the pizzas um She's and great. if you do come and get a pint it will either be poured by uh Duarte, who is um another supervisor at the moon um or me because i am i am one of the because i'm only part-time and it won't impact on the amount that i get paid um in terms of coming off a of furlough i'm one of the people that are trusted to go down and be able to do that so i have been pouring takeaway pint oh cool oh, but, oh, okay there you go nice it's nice because obviously you know the priority of of all businesses at the moment is how we make sure that our full-time employees or the people that rely on it to pay their rent and their whatever else can still do so so to take someone off of a full-time pay to put them on for like two days a week for three hours is is gonna kill them um, <laughs> but it's my second it's my second job so for me it's it's been um it's been lovely to go down and pour pints and you know see people from a safe distance across the table and yeah. i've got hands like a lizard from all the hand sanitizing and everything but it's been really <laughs> nice oh that's good that's I, mm. I didn't actually realize that that's that's really nice so it means you are getting to kind of see people get out and, and do be in a place that is uh, beloved by all yeah, yeah, it, yeah, definitely. You know, the reason the reason that I work there is probably the same reason that you both go there because it's just nice, isn't it? Yeah, and the staff are fantastic. Yeah, um, the atmosphere is lovely. Yeah, if you know when all this kicks off, if you haven't ever been to the Blue Moon and you're in the Cambridge area, around the Cambridge area, visiting the Cambridge area, go to the Blue Moon because it's got in some fact, fun beers. In fact, as soon as you can, just, just go to all your nearby pubs first we're fine we've got yes. loads of cambridge mates but if you're not cambridge go to your go to your nearby pub because it's very likely that friggin peggy and john that run the swan down the road have probably suffered a little bit during this so go and go and get a pint there and then come and visit cambridge and come there you go that, that's that's better that's better also, yeah okay also, in general one thing that people should do and i'm not like Telling you what to, well, sorry, I'm telling you all what to do. So what you should do is all your local pubs, and everything. A lot of them are now doing like various delivery, like takeouts and deliveries as well. So I got a like a one of the local St. Nears, well, I think it was Eaton Soaker actually. Um, I forget what the pub's name is. Sorry, bub. Um, maybe I'll put it <laughs> below here if I remember. And um, yeah, I just like bought instead of like going to Tesco or anything like that, I just had a delivery from them instead. I ordered just like a case of uh, just a case of Charlie Wells, which has this uh, like hipstery dickhead on the front of it, which I don't really like yeah. their rebranding. I preferred it was just Charles Wells. You don't need to appease people because for some bizarre reason, everyone hates hipsters anyway, even though what is a hipster? It's about eight different looks of people. I don't really understand what one is. It's just. Do you know my, would you like to hear my favorite story about a hipster? Yeah, sure. Yes. So, in summary, to cut you off, support pubs by takeaway yes, support beers. Support pubs by their takeaway beers. 
secondarily, my favourite story about a hipster that I read, I think it was about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. So there was uh, an article, it was maybe a blog post or it was possibly on like an online magazine. Someone had written about the phenomenon of hipsters and how by trying to be different, they end up all the same. And that was, that was the whole um, point of the article was to kind of take the piss a little bit and say, you know, by trying to stand out, you've ended up as this like uh, kind of amalgamation of just all of the same person. They weren't having a dig. They weren't even saying that that was a bad thing, but that was the gist of it. It's true. Anyway, it's true. they used some images among their writing and this bloke that was reading the article was scrolling through and probably getting well, a little bit irate because it sounds a bit like me. It's a bit close to home. And then he saw a picture and he went, that's me. That's 100% me. And emailed them and he said, how dare you? How dare you use a picture of me without my permission? You're not to, that's absolutely against the law. I'm going to get people involved, blah, blah, blah. I'm furious. How dare you use a picture? And especially in an article that I don't even believe. I don't even agree with you. And so the people behind the website um, did a little check. They went to um, their department of I don't know if I can be right or something and they looked and they found uh, the stock artist that took the photo and they got in touch with the stock model that was in the photo and it wasn't him it was just a stock picture called hipster and then this man was saying we're not all the same we don't all look like that but how dare you use the photograph uh, and it wasn't his photograph. And that's the most <laughs> I've ever heard in the last three years. I remember that. I absolutely pissed myself when I saw that. That was fucking hilarious. What a dickhead. What a dick. What an entitled little prick. <laughs> you've unproven your own point you were trying to make by being a moron. <laughs> <laughs> also, and in general, like, just do fucking care. Like, one thing, I've always had this bizarre feeling, like, there's been a lot of hatred for hipsters for probably about like eight years or something now or something. It's a long time. Yeah. I don't really understand what anyone's issue is. Like, oh, you like wear check shirts and have a beard because it makes you look cool. Don't, don't, doesn't everyone wear clothes because they think it like, makes them look good? Isn't that no, like why people what? buy you clothes? What I remember is that it was, it was only about three or four years ago that we decided that the word metrosexual was okay as a descriptor for men that watch. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you can all just uh, you can all take care of yourselves, and grow a beard, wear your boaters. That's what makes you happy. You don't need a word for it. Hipsters are fine. Yeah. yeah. In my yeah. in my in my younger days, I was one of not necessarily one of these dickheads, but I was a bit more dickheadish. Where I thought like things like moisturising were feminine. Which like looking back on it now, I think, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> oh, so what's Soft what, skin? Is, that makes yeah, me dry a skin girl. cool as fuck. Like, oh, you're well scaly. You're fucking awesome. <laughs> like, what oh, the yeah, fuck? Like like, who, I can't I moisturised about fifteen minutes I before this podcast. Want my skin I, to look its best. Absolutely. Yeah. Good man. Good man. I moisturised. Well, I moisturised the, the top of this fucking. Crimson Dome is this? I'm yeah, pretty red on this. It's not crimson. It's like lovely. No, thank you. I, I don't. I haven't been out of the sun. Really. Well, there is no sun. No. Technically, there is one. Yeah, but no, no. Yeah, moisturizer. You got dry skin. Fucking put some moisturizer on it. Why the fuck yeah. wouldn't you? Also, it's okay. 
do what you like as long as it's not hurting anyone else and it's you know be who you want to be that's the main message oh i, I had a um that's i had a uh, of the last couple of weeks don't yeah. hurt anyone don't be a dickhead also yeah. have a bath yeah <laughs> I saw that, that um, like, do what you want thing. Like, I had one, you know, like Facebook memories. The main thing I actually do on Facebook is I look each day, like, oh, what happened like several years ago? Oh, I, quite, no. actually, I quite look them. I actually had a good one with some of the um, Bob posted, actually. It was like, well, me and him were out drunk several years ago. I forgot how many years ago it was now. But it was just like my random, occasionally he posts like my random drunk words of wisdom. And, Go on. Uh, one of them was, I think, oh, make sure I try and get the quote right this time. I could probably edit if I get it wrong. Actually, no, I won't. I'll just, whatever I say. It, it, Go like, for it. It was, so like, do whatever you want. Just maybe do it less during the week. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. I think that works. It's a very, yeah. it's a very apt way to live your That's life. That's an excellent nugget. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Well, and on that bombshell, we will move to the next segment, which the is the next segment: the pairing. So, um, everybody vote. <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> Who um, would like to go first? You guys. Okay, I, I'll go first. I've got a right, pairing. No. I've got I've a. Got one, I've got one too. I'm actually I'm prepared. Oh, prepared. You're prepared. Podcast over. We've already won. There we go. Joke, joke of the year. There I don't go. get it. See ya. Bye. <laughs> um, okay. So my pairing. Yeah, go for it. So you may recall at the beginning of this. Uh, I got the joke. Sorry about that. There we go. <laughs> 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 oh, did you really not? Get it? I thought you were taking the piss. Yes. There we go. We've just won twice. Oh, what a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long week. Cal, what's your, what's your pairing? Here we go. Uh, so, you may remember at the beginning of this podcast, I said that the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the wine that I'm drinking has quite an aftertaste and it lingers in the mouth. So, uh, there is an artist and a particular album that has lingered within my mind ever since I first heard its beautiful, beautiful tones. And this is an album that's very special to me, not only because I know the artist, but because when I was first introduced to him, I was told that I was going to love this artist. And uh, by, by George, the person who told me that was absolutely correct. So I pair my wine with Mr. Ed Poole, a Ooh. firm, firm favourite of mine. Uh, I was yes. listening to his, uh, to his album uh, today and his debut album, which came out maybe a year, was it a year ago in February, I think? Was it two years? No, it's got I've to be a year. For, I've only known for about a year, so I'm not quite sure. Uh, while, I, while I'm talking, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to Google it. Um, I think it's a year. Is it a, yeah. a year? I think so. Call it a year. I'll, okay, I'll... so, yeah, his... Uh, What's it called? It is called uh, Envelop Embrace. Oh, my God, Ed, I'm so sorry. You this is these questions. Prepared. I did say I was pretty... I mean, I knew the album I was talking about. I listened to it earlier. I, I'm, I think I'm getting it... Uh, I'm getting half the name confused with... Uh, uh, there we go. There we go. 
Envelop a race. Sorry, Ed. That's really bad of me. That's really bad that I forgot. I knew it had envelop in it, which I used to think when I first bought it, it was envelope. Because apparently I can't read. Um, but yeah, from start to finish, that album is absolutely fantastic. And it is just oh, it is, it is. It is. So good. It is a cook's kiss. Mwah. Yes, there you go. Uh, I quite often find myself humming or whistling or making up different lyrics to his songs, but to the same tune. Uh, my housemate Ben will tell you that. Um, it's, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Well done, Ed. Well done. You are a very, very talented man. And I love you. And so nice. And so you should nice. Listen, even it's if you don't like the music, awesome you dude. should just listen to it because it's good to support a nice man. And he is that. 10 out of 10 nice man. Yeah. We'll link it. We'll link it down. He is. He is. And uh, he's very, he's very handsome. He is a handsome fella. He is a handsome fella. But that's, uh, that's my pairing. Apologies okay. for getting the album name wrong, Ed. I'm so sorry. That's right. he'll, he'll forgive you. He's nice. He will. If he doesn't forgive you, then we will revoke our 10 out of 10 nice man review of him. Easily. No. He'll become a 9 out of 10. No, if, if he doesn't forgive me, I will fully accept that with gusto. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. So, my one. I'm gonna pour a little more in here while it's going. So, what a good idea! Indeed. Oh yeah, indeed. That's, uh, that is a good idea. Actually, before I do, how's the wine working out for everyone? Good. Yeah. Everyone all right with theirs? Oh uh, yeah, we haven't done that. Yeah. Like... I'm really enjoying mine. <laughs> I'm fucking really loving mine. I'm having such it's a good time. It's very easy. I'm enjoying myself a lot. I'm loving this. Noticed. Almost. Oh, sorry, go my, ahead, Dara. My hand go up slightly more often. I thought, oh, God, no, this is embarrassing. Come on, girl. <laughs> I'm trying to not drink it all really, like, before we finish, to be honest. I'm really enjoying this. I would happily just smash this back. But anyway, so mine is, I'm going to go for Caligula by Lingua Ignota. So do you either Richard you know Caligula? Not Richard Caligula. Okay. It's just about, it's just called Caligula. More likely about the Roman emperor. Not about my D&D &D character. That's what it means. No, your D&D &D character. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, so Lingua Ignota is uh, sort of a female solo artist. She's absolutely amazing. She just goes, uh, Kristen Hater, I think is her real name. She goes under the, like, the stage name of Lingua Ignota. She is this insanely talented and just intense performance. Like uh, her, her albums are basically just how do I describe them? They're kind of like it's mostly just like they're very classical based, but would be classed as almost as extreme music. So mm. like she will like play a piano and she will just scream emotion or sing emotion in these most bizarre, horribly layered harmonies where they don't aren't necessarily in tune with each other, but when all sort of combined together create this like horrific yet very passionate chorus of voice so the reason why i'm linking that to this wine is the subject matter is incredibly dark all the time she sings a lot about things like um like she's had a history of like sexual abuse and assault and has had like very dark times in her life and this wine is like incredibly dark. There's a, it feels like I've used this uh, metaphor, this uh, description before. There's a, there's a lot of layers to it. Well, like when you have a sip, I'm gonna have a sip. 
<laughs> when you have a sip, it's like you get, like you say, you get a nice initial flavor, but then it becomes more complex the further into it you go. So the deeper into this bottle of wine I'm going, the more flavors I'm kind of getting. So just there's so much other than it's like attractive sort of, um, for a wine term, body to the wine, that it's just, there's so much more to it and there's a lot of left with it. And I'm left with a really strong aftertaste. I didn't mention that before after. There's a really long, long finish, I guess it's called. Mm -hmm. And that's what you get when you listen to Lingua Ignota. You get a really, it sticks with you. Like some, like some of her lyrics that she will basically just, basically scream in your face, will stick with you forever. Like there is a wow. line in there is a line in one of her songs where I like basically I sleep next to my rapist. Well, Jesus Christ! I say things just like obviously that's not a good thing. I'm I'm meaning this is a good thing as it pairs with the no, wine. No, I really enjoy the wine. I really feel. Music Music should make you feel things that should have a lasting impact. And I can't think of any artist in the last few years that have more of a lasting impact on me than Linger Ignota. She's absolutely amazing. I can't speak highly enough of her. I think she's great. I was so pissed off earlier this year when I couldn't get to go and see her because oh. it, was, it was either this year or the end of last year. I can't remember which it was. But the gig was sold out and I like, put myself on the waiting list and I was just scouring Facebook every day to try and go and see her. When she plays, it's just her and a piano. She had, there's one light in the room. It's just a, like a strip light and she fucking carries it around and it's attached to her microphone. And everything else is covered in like plastic. It looks like Dexter's kill room. It's the most wow. insane fucking thing. And I wish I could have been there. But two friends who went, they said it was amazing because of course it fucking was. Yeah, Linger Ignota, Caligula. She's incredible. Fucking check her out. Listen, it's something worthwhile listening to that will hit oh, you on every good. level. See, this is the thing with the pairings of, of wines and stuff. If I go first, Boomer should go last. So there's a breakup between my, oh, I really like this person to his really descriptive reason for pairing. Well, or if he goes what, first, Carl. I should go last. Tell you what, Carl, hot take. Why don't you just get better? All that. <laughs> All that. Fair enough. Daryl, what you got? No, your, your passion comes through. You're very, your, your passion for the album comes through. I just love music so much. And Lingua Ignota so much. <laughs> So my pairing is, I thought, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to come on here. I'm going to selflessly, selfishly, selflessly, I've had some wine. I'm going to promote myself. Uh, and so when I think about myself and my journey through, uh, you know, I moved away from home 10 years ago, moved to Cambridge, found my home and started kind of worming my way into the kind of the music scene and the artist scene and and all of that and it's it's if you can't gather it's just the thing that I really really love and when I think about that I think about one band in particular not even necessarily above other bands from Cambridge I've actually found this really really difficult to think of I wanted to pick a local band I knew that okay one that when I drank my wine I went yeah I could listen to that EP, yeah. Um, but I also wanted to pick something that I really, really thought deserved having a mention. And there were some bands that are just already doing so well for themselves. I think, you know, you don't even, you don't need me to mention this on whatever. Anyway, I really overthought this. And what I came to, to go with 
my jam shed is a band that I put on years ago, years and years ago, years ago. I saw them, they were playing, I was, I'd finished being a student and they were playing as their first iteration in the student union bar at the time for something for their faculty. It was some nonsense like party for the art students or some shit like that. Like, and they stood on stage and they absolutely blew me away. And I walked immediately, as soon as they finished, I just immediately marched over to them and I was like, play for me. <laughs> like, not now. I mean, now if you want to, not now though. But like, you can't leave until we've exchanged details. Like, you guys have to play for me. Anyway, now, fast forward however many years it's been, several years since then, they're doing so well for themselves. They've got a couple of EPs that they play across the country. They're so charismatic and there is genuinely not a show that you will go to that has the same kind of energy that they bring uh, and so I wanted to pair with my drum shed uh, the Lights EP from History in Law. Ah uh, right yeah. <laughs> so they actually they actually do have another more recent EP they've got one um, only from this year which I would I would love to pair that one instead but I just that EP, the Lights EP from two years ago, just really, really like, that's what reminds me of being in a room full of people that are there just loving, loving music. Like the vocals, if you've not listened to History Nor, their vocals are so, so unique. Danny, the, the, lead, the lead guy's vocals are so, so unique. And the passion of like all of them mixed with those really unique vocals and like the talent from every single of the members that you can't you can't not get into it you just can't but also the music itself is even just really good like even if they were all dickheads i'd still say the music was just really really nice um so yeah that's that's that and they're yeah they're local to cambridge i think one of their members now lives in norwich you know they've moved they They've moved around, but they've really grown as a band from that first time where I ran across like basically what felt like the school hall and was like, play for me. Uh, what they are now is insane. It's amazing. They're so good. They, did, they didn't need me to go and shake them and say, play for me. They knew they were going to just keep working and working. Awesome. Another, another great pairing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Carl, also, you need to get better. Just to add, yeah, just I really to add to that, I put on a voice. Just to show that how you really do even need to try more. The first time that I even tried Jamshed was in the presence of the bass player from History and Law. So, well, there you go. That's like the, you know layers, you're pairing on so many layers. levels. An onion time. There we go. It's past there we go. time. Mm. Donkey! <laughs> <laughs> I've now just pictured yeah. that horrible Shrek video you showed me. Yes. You know yes, the one, Daryl. Don't share that. Don't share that. We're no, immediately we there, will be, no, yeah, there will be no links in the description for that horrible no Shrek sex video. Don't listen if, if, to if you know it, you know it. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, great pairing, guys. I will. I'll get better. Maybe I'll just do more voices. That's all I've got, really. Um, uh, yeah, so the the final 
the final piece of our time together. The pièce de résistance. Ooh. It's just the tip. It's tip time. It's tip time. Um, give us your tips. And uh, as I think we did with our two previous guests, Daryl. I mean, Bob did his tip right at the beginning of the show. But Daryl, what's your tip for the people listening, watching? You can pass to another play. Yeah. I pass. I pass. Right. If anyone, anyone watching has ever eaten with me, you know I say come back to me at the end. So I'm going to do that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Boom. Um, I did not prepare for this. I've got one. I pass. I pass. <laughs> okay. And it falls to me. Um, so I'm going to give... I'm going to give uh, a, maybe a bit of a niche tip. Um, so I am, as I'm sure I've mentioned before, I'm a bit of a nerd. Uh, I like Mavidian games. Uh, I like to play them and I, I like to play the bloody consoles and all that lot. But um, so in this time of social distancing, why not go the extra mile? Uh, I don't know why I said that. No. So, um, Obviously, you, you can you, the lockdown measures have been lifted a tiny bit, and you can do various things and not still not do other things. And I just, I still don't really. I'm I'm just staying at home. I'm just staying at home. Um, but I do play uh, kind of two uh, MMO RPGs or uh, multi uh, multiplayer online RPGs, role-playing games. Uh, one of them being Final Fantasy XIV and the other one being Star Wars The Old Republic, which I think I mentioned on the episode with Bob. Yeah. And obviously, you can play them and you can talk to people all around the world. Um, for example, uh, Old Republic is free to play, uh, but certain things you can't do. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV is free to play up until level 30, I think. Um, I, I pay monthly for both of them because I'm a nerd, if I hadn't mentioned that already. Um, but it also gives you a chance to, you know, you do like quests with people and you can form parties and go and hunt monsters and all sorts of, you know, the classic sort of uh, Big Bang Theory stuff. Um, oh, don't, and don't it, do that. Yeah, I shouldn't have referenced that because I fucking hate don't Big Bang Theory. Um, but it's, it's, it's really fun. And although you're not there with people, it's, it's a sense of... You know, it's another world. It's another self. You can be this adventurer. You can, you have a bit of fun. Uh, I actually did pose the uh, option to a couple of friends of mine to maybe sign up to one of them, and we can all do like questing together. Um, it's not for everyone, so it didn't really take off, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I occasionally like to dip in. I'll quest and... with you, Cal. Oh, you don't have I... a games console, though, do you? <laughs> I don't actually have one. No. Do I need a console? <laughs> Uh, no, you need a laptop that can run it, though. I've got a laptop. Yeah, there we'll you see, go. Maybe we'll, we'll discuss we'll this later. Like yeah. Maybe it'll um, But yeah, no, it's just, it's just a bit of fun. Even if you're doing it alone or with people, it's, it's a bit of escapism. And, you know, as long as you don't get your life sucked away, it can be a bit healthy to transport yourself into these fantasy worlds and, and have a bit of fun. Um, I like it. I've got a, um, some sort of crazy high level on on fantasy 14 not so much on on star wars i need to do a bit more of that because as much as i love doing that i actually end up doing a lot of 
other stuff in my free time like this, which I really, really love. In fact, that's my other tip. Start a podcast. This is great. Yeah, um, do it. Um, but yeah, that's my tip. It might not be a great one for everyone, but that's my tip for this week. Nice. Back to you in the studio. As soon as you, as soon as I passed it, I thought of one. And then you said it was because you were a nerd. And mine is also because I'm a different type of nerd. So I've discovered this amazing service lately called, I've previously, I'm a big anime nerd. So I fucking love my anime, love my manga, all this type of shit. Fucking love yeah. it. So I, I didn't get to finish the, um, there's an there's a anime and manga series called Bleach. And I never got to finish the, uh, I guess, third arc. There's several, they split it into different arcs, but basically the third arc is sort of the bounce arc. Uh, the bounce attack. And it's not I, very good. No, it wasn't. So like it lost it really lost it. felt like it was repeating the second arc, which is the amazing soul society arc. Yes. Yeah. So I like I kind of lost patience with it and decided to cancel my Crunchyroll subscription. Because I was kind of paying for it and not really using it. So I never finished the bounce arc. But I discovered online there's this if you go on Google Play, there's an app called Anime Prime. Now I guess I probably shouldn't be out in this, but sorry, not that many people are watching, so it's all right. So we're not going to get caught. <laughs> so, but if you watch it, it's all for free. Basically, fucking all the animes on there, and it's all for fucking free. And you just watch it. You can't cast it to your telly. That's annoying. But you can watch. I watched the end of the Bound Arc all for free on my tablet, and yeah, it's it's an underwhelming arc to be honest. But I'm now on the next yeah. one, and it's. It's picking up. It seems more interesting. I won't say things that have happened in case people are into Bleach and they've only got as far as I have or they want to start. Yeah, watch Bleach. It's really good. Uh, but yeah, there's loads of stuff on there. Uh, I think Dragon Ball Super's on there, maybe. Like, or probably, Ooh, I assume I Dragon Ball C is kind of stuff. Yeah, so like loads of, there's loads of stuff on there. I haven't really explored it much. I just heard that Bleach was on there. So I watched that so I could watch Bleach. So Anime Prime on Google Play. That is my tip. Ha- can I ask a question of you, Boomer? Just yeah. just, just about Bleach, because I used to watch Bleach. Uh, I I got as far as the Bound Arc um, a long, long time ago, and I, I stopped watching because they stopped releasing the DVDs in H and B where I worked. Okay. Um, ha- are you watching it uh, dubbed or with subtitles? I was watching it. I've watched it half and half. So I've watched. I was watching it on Crunchyroll subtitled, but due to my laziness, I was watching it dubbed on. Anime Prime because they have actually they have the dubs and the subtitled versions on there. Oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty. Cool. Uh, so, but so I normally, yes, I can. Yeah, so, uh, 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 so I watched it dubbed. Uh, so you got Johnny Young Bosch as Ichigo, and uh, I forget the rest. Um, but did you happen to pick up like I did um, that there's it gets to a point where every time there's a confrontation. Someone will say something, and it's normally Ichigo who's like, "What did you just say?" And then the person he's having the confrontation will be like, "Huh, that's funny. I thought I, you would have heard me the first time. For your sake, I'll repeat myself." And then they just repeat the same thing over they and do, over yeah. again. I have noticed that they do. That <laughs> the thing. Uh, but you know, the one good thing about the Japanese one is all the um, all the mod souls in their little backpack form because they will end up having to be crammed into these weird little animal backpacks so they're easy to carry around their arguments are fucking hilarious in japanese and slightly less funny in english they're more funny in japanese the voice acting's better 
which is a really odd thing. Anyway, so we have less than five minutes left of this Zoom call. So, oh, Dale, we, do, yeah. we need your tip. Oh, my tip's easy. My number one thing is I'm going to get up and open my curtain slightly more. You can edit this out. Okay. Here's my tip. Everything's shit, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not if this isn't yeah, shit. This well, is good, good, but yeah. Exaggeration. Okay. Let me yes. rephrase that. There's a lot of shit around right now. There yes, we go. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Bridget. Obviously, there's quite a lot that we can be doing. Yeah. There's a lot that we can be not doing. I think we should do quite a lot more of this, a lot more of like this, like speak to our fellow friends. That's my tip. But my real tip is go and do some reading because I am a third kind of nerd, and that's a book nerd. So if you can love it, have a little see. Um, so I wanted to recommend two books. Is that allowed? Yes, of yep. course. You yeah, have three minutes and 32 books. seconds. Go for it. Here's <laughs> my books. My first book that I think is very important and that if you've got time during lockdown at the moment, get it ordered. Don't care if you're putting money in pockets of billionaires. Just buy the book and read it because what you learn from reading it is more important than where your money goes. Just get it in your brain. That's the big thing. Um, and I think that everyone during lockdown should take the time to read the book, We Should All Be Feminists, um, which is by uh, a Nigerian woman writer. And I think right now that that is so important that we just absorb as much as we can from people of colour about the sorts of shit that is going on in the world, but also about where we've come from as well. And I think anyone, any, anyone, let's just get this out there anyone watching this that sits there and they says i'm not a feminist you can either change that or you can fuck off and that's the end of it um but one of the really good ways that you can you know start that journey is by educating yourself and one of the things that you can do about that is by reading we should all be feminists it's really really thin so it's like it's like literally this thing so it's so so accessible it's so easy to read it and go yeah all right i understand that now but also it's written by it's written in the perspective of a woman of color which just adds so much more to what you are learning number two my number two tip if that seems all a bit heavy for you if you're like oh i'm not quite sure if i want women to be humans then my next tip is um a book that i've read during lockdown which was um just one of the best books that I've read in my whole life, period, which was How to Be a Boy by Robert Webb. Um, yes, I've seen this advertised, yep. I think it, as, a, as a woman, as someone who has not been brought up to have the same kind of masculine ideals and to be concerned about the same things that men are concerned about, it was exceedingly eye-opening for me. Um, but also as someone that will unabashedly say that they're fancy the frigging pants off of Robert Webb, like it was really nice to view him as a human being. <laughs> like, not just as like incredibly talented writer and comedian, but as someone who has um, been through hardships of their own, but a lot of those that relate to his uh, gender and sexuality, which I think is really, really important. And if if the really big heavy stuff is not is is going to weigh down on your mental health right now like a lot of things in lockdown can don't do it that's okay like you've got your whole life to learn and that's fine 
but what you can do is like reach out and read quite a light-hearted book that reviews the sorts of things that are playing on your masculinity and uh, yeah my tip is read periods drink and read they're my books thank you so we have less than a minute here shall we uh yeah goodbye for me boomer and it's goodbye from me, Cal. Thank you, Daryl, for joining us. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you. And uh, so everyone, much. stay goodbye. fantastic. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.